So the biggest, most talked about rule, as we were saying there when we were entering the show, is definitely this pitch clock. So you as a casual fan or somebody just jumping into the to baseball right now because the season's about to start, you've heard about the pitch clock. It's actually called the pitch timer. Um, the, the biggest things that you need to know about that, it's 15 seconds for the pitcher to throw the ball to the plate when the bases are empty, 20 seconds with runners on base. So if somebody's on base and they're looking over or they're holding the guy on, they got 20 seconds to make movement to go to the plate. Now, on the other hand, the hitter gets one timeout per plate appearance. So they used to have the timeouts because uh, pitchers were holding on the ball for a long time. So you'd see this a bunch of times. Now you get one of those per at bat and the batter has to be in the batter's box with eight seconds left on uh, this pitch clock on the timer or else it is a strike. Now for the pitcher, if they do not throw the ball within that time, it's a ball. So that's how those two, you know, equal each other out. But also the pitcher gets two disengagements. That means pickoff attempts or step-offs. They count the same per batter or it will be in violation of a box. So what does that mean? That means if the pitcher steps off the mound for a timeout more than twice or makes a move to a runner on a base, either or, it's all cumulative, it is a balk, meaning the the runner gets to advance a base. So if there's a guy on second, he moves to third. If he's at third, he goes to home. How they're going to be enforced and how does the fan know what's going on, there is a uh, like almost like a shot clock in basketball behind the plate, and there was one in center field. The umpires are actually controlling that. They actually have a device that does it. So, I mean, the umpire has a lot to do now. They have a lot to do. I know they've been under scrutiny for their balls and strikes and missed calls. Well, it seems like that their punishment instead of going to the robot umps is now you got to run this pitch clock um, on MLB.com. You can go and watch uh, this portion of how it's like enforced. They have a great video on there. And uh, Joe Martinez is out there and it's just like a, almost like an instructional video that maybe I think even the major league players and teams and organizations were using. So it it really walks you through that, but that is pretty much the pitch clock. And just, again, those are the rules uh, that are going to be implemented. And we've seen them kind of play out a little bit in spring training. I know Vlad, you haven't watched too much spring training. Um, what are your initial thoughts about this, Hanno? It looks like that they've mostly gotten used to it. Yeah, I feel like if I was a player, it'd be hard to get used to. Vlad mentioned about changing or fixing your batting gloves, spitting on your hands. Um, I ha- I mean, it, it would be interesting to see what those guys do. I mean, I've seen in spring training, Jared Kelnick, usually when he in the past has been between pitches, he would step out and adjust his batting gloves and tighten them up. He still has enough time to do that and is continued to do that at times between his at bat. So um, it's all just about adapting. So um, I feel like it's, it's going to, it speeds up the game. It's going to be more action Um, from what I've seen through spring training. Yeah. you, You better be paying attention or, I mean, it can be a quick inning just like that. So it is a big difference. It is. And before I ask you, Vlad, when I just wanted to bring up the their reasoning of it, it it says that the pitch timer has helped reduce the game by 25 minutes 
in 2022 in in the uh, minor leagues where they really test this out. Go ahead, Vlad. Um, well, hearing like the rules, you know, verbatim, it seems like you know a lot of time. So that you know that extra five seconds with runners on, uh, that's for the pitcher and hitter. Yeah. So if the um, if the pitcher has nobody on base, it is twenty seconds. If they have somebody again on first base, or sorry, if they have nobody on, it's 15 seconds. If they have somebody on base, it's 20 seconds. And okay. I believe it starts when uh, we're, I believe it starts when the pitcher gets the ball back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it sounds like plenty of time, but, you know, some of these guys work quicker than others. So, um, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm looking forward to seeing it and, you know, also looking forward to seeing the first guy, you know, on my team that, you know, messes up, you know, and it completely affects his at bat, you know, in a way he doesn't want. So, well, I, I think you are going to see that possibly, but versus most sports that implement new rules in the preseason, you know, football, your stars don't even really play basketball, limited minutes, maybe, but not as many games where, you know, baseball has gotten 30 plus games to, you know, kind of adjust. You've had 30 chances to get in there and do it. Uh, there's a lot of players that are adjusting a lot of stuff. I feel like it's not as tough on the that batter. I feel like it's, it's actually tougher on the pitcher because, you know, shaking off signs, you know, adjusting on the fly, you got a runner on. That's where I feel like the pressure is at, I mean, if you can't get into the batter's box in eight seconds, you know, I don't know. Well, they got the pitch comp now too. So, I mean, that should be, you know, I'm glad yeah. you brought that up because they have made some modifications. Um, the pitch comp thing is included in this. Um, after they went through this first part of the spring training, um, major league baseball, and the Players Association got together and made some tweaks. And you mentioned the pitch, uh, the pitch com. Um, that's one way that the clock can be stopped if there's a malfunction of the pitch com. Mm. Another, another way the pitch clock can be delayed is let's say um, a batter gets one high and tight or takes a massive swing. They need to adjust their equipment. Then it's up to the umpire's discretion to hold the clock until the start again. Also, um, between batters, the clock can be delayed. For example, a pitcher covers first base on a ground ball hit to first, or let's say there's a play hit to the right fielder. He's thrown to the bag at third. The pitcher needs to go and back it up. So for those reasons, as well as also starting the clock between innings, not right away. Let's say the catcher makes the third out and it takes him a little bit longer to go um, get his gear on. Um, that's also a reason that they won't start the clock as quick in between innings. And then the last one you talked about in between at bats, Myron, they also, when a batter calls a timeout, they were having some trouble with that during the game, the clock would start right away and the batter would not be aware of it. And he would not be in the box for when that eight seconds is up and they would call a strike. So they made a tweak to that. So they're not going to start that clock until the batter after he calls timeout says I'm ready. And so then they'll 
start the clock. So it'll be more fair and everybody's on board and knows what's going on. So it sounds like they're making improvements that should help alleviate some of these problems that they've seen. Yeah. I, I, I think now that, you know, we talked about it a little bit more, more so than the 20 seconds and the 15 seconds, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. What, what's going to get interesting is the step-offs, the pickoffs, and the uh, you know timeouts at the play. I mean, we know what the rules are. You step on the rubber, you take your foot off the rubber. That's one. Maybe you make a move over. That's a lot to think about. You might forget, you know. And yes, there's pitchers, especially on the Mariners. We have Diego Castillo, who has a ritual. Um, he was like what the longest guy to the plate from the setup or second longest guy in the plate. We had like two of the longest to the plate guys on the Mariners, but I guess they've been working on that. I, I didn't get to see Diego Castillo work, but you know, he was in the WBC. So those are the old rules where you could take an hour to do whatever you want. Um, what were you going to say there, Vlad? Uh, well, I think it, uh, what Hando just covered too, makes a lot of sense too. I like could, being the umpire's discretion, you know, he has the ability to pause it and like, yeah, I mean, can you imagine, uh, you know, somebody getting buzzed, you know, and now you're, you know, the guy's backtracking out of there. He's pissed off, you know, says something. Oh, now he's got th three seconds to get back in there. Um, and I think it also will, you know, should be fun to watch which umpires are jerks about it. You know, there's going to be a couple of those guys that uh, I don't care if you just got your, you know, face you know, uh, plunked, you know, the, uh, get back in there or, you know, I, I think most umpires yeah, will. Foul ball. Yeah. You hit a foul ball off your foot. You got to shake it off. We've seen a lot of these, you know, injuries that happen at the plate that are unintentional and that you, you still have to keep, you know, doing your at bat. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. I did not read here on injury timeout. How does, how does that affect everything? Have you seen anything on that Hannah? No, I haven't, but Another thing that I kind of thought about, as Vlad was mentioning, besides the hitter, you know, having to adjust his equipment, we also got to think that this rule is going to affect the pitcher in the sense that, let's say, the batter fouls one off the catcher's mask, it gets knocked down. You know, you got to give, you got to, can't take away the time for the pitcher as well while the catcher gets set up, gets his bearings, and puts his mask back on. So, the umpire isn't looking at a clock. He has some sort of buzzer on his wrist that will alert him when a violation has happened for time. Rye bread and mustard, a Mariners podcast. We have the one and only Mr. Tom Hutler. I like the new rules from a standpoint of uh, baseball needs to have quicker games. The pitch clock rule I really like. It's going to take some adjustments for sure. And then the other thing that I'm not a fan of is the fact that, well, I'm a fan of it in principle, about not being able to throw over to first base more than a couple times. Yeah. Listen and subscribe to Rye Bread and Mustard, a Meredith podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You know, uh, out of the three, they I mean, they all, all these three rules all go hand in hand, just like all the rules in baseball kind of just go hand in hand. Uh, but I think the next one that would be, you know, the most, I guess, related to this, especially with the the step-offs and baseball wanting to increase stealing. Um, that's what the pitch clock is going to do is the bigger bases uh, as well. The bigger bases. If you have not, if you've not heard the bases are three inches bigger, they were um, 
15 inches. Now they're 18 inches. And yes, on every base, it's not just one of the bases got bigger. All of the bases have gotten big. Home plate has remained, I believe, the same. There's been no talk of them increasing home plate because that would affect the strike zone. So they, they really can't do that. But uh, the bigger bases are supposed to have a huge impact on player safety. I feel like, okay, but I feel like it's going to have more of a effect with the distance and how many bang bang plays we've seen, you know, but now yes, it is three inches bigger, meaning there's, there's three more inches to grab on. There's three more inches to defend. Um, the distance has been reduced from by three inches from home plate to first and a third and reduced by 4.5 inches from first to second and second to third. So, you know, how many of these uh, plays are, you know, watch on the review, like half an inch, two inches, you know, up, you know, this is going to affect that. The bigger bases have reduced injuries, they say, near the bases by more than 13% in the minors last year. So, again, they're saying it's a safety thing, but also it's with the pitch clock and things like that. Um which we didn't kind of mention in the first one too much of like, Hey, you know, if the guys are making uh, moves over to first base twice, if a pitcher makes a move over to first base twice, we kind of talked about that, right. Where um, they can't make the, they can't make the third attempt. If they go for the third attempt uh, it's given, it's like they stole the base or it's a Bach where here, when you could possibly get a bigger lead in that situation, maybe with the three inches. So, I mean, it, it, it does affect everything. It's, it's, I think this one is a little bit overlooked versus maybe the, 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 uh, ban and the, um, you know, pitch clock with attention of how it's going to change the game. What do you guys think about the bigger bases and what do you think about that? Yeah, I have to agree with you that, uh, hopefully it, gets the game in motion more and we have some more action on the bases and have steals. Um, uh, to me, I do understand the safety acts aspect of it um, at first, but I, it's, that's basically just a, on a play that's thrown right at the first baseman. You're still going to have trouble if it's up the line and stuff like that, where the base won't totally help that out. But yeah, um, if they get the game in motion more, I'm all for that. I mean, uh, everybody's talking about the steals, obviously, especially with not being able to throw over after, you know, two throws. Now this guy can basically just, you know, <laughs> stroll over to uh, uh, to second. But uh, what about the base hits? You know, how many plays are, you know, bang, bang, just right, uh, you know, Ty goes to the runner type of thing. Well, now, I mean, you know, things that would have been clearly outs without with those three inches, they should be, you know, that should impact a lot of base hits and, you know, ground ball base hits. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I, I see what you're saying as far as I, I'm not a fan of the rule either of throwing over twice, because if you throw over a third time, you have to get the guy out. Otherwise it's a balk. The base hit thing, I believe it's still 90 feet from home to first, so that distance didn't change. Oh, okay. It's the distance between. The actual, all right. Well, You know um, what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, so, I mean, even that the player safety thing, I mean, uh, people have been saying it for years. If they really 
were worried about the the player safety at first base, they would have that softball style yeah. first base. And I don't, I really don't know why they wouldn't just do that. I mean, these guys are supposed to run up the line anyways. It would be the same exact thing. They got cameras now. So, you know, you want to talk player safety. Where's, where's that? But, um, you know, I, I, I'm in favor uh, of the stealing thing, but I just think that with the uh, throwover thing, it's just like, oof, uh, you know, I can't wait to see these big games when, you know, some guy with decent speed is now basically, you, you don't get him twice. I mean, how many guys have nasty pickoff moves? So, yeah, I'm totally with you with all the rules that have come about. That one I probably have the most problem with. It's kind of, Hokey, Mickey Mouse, whatever way you want to call it, you know, dictating a situation. And baseball is not dictated. It's a game in motion where you're hitting a round ball, coming at you, changing directions with a with a with a bat. It's it's that's not what it's about, you know. It's a, talk about handcuffing the pitcher. I mean, with a yeah. guy on first, like I like I don't want this guy. Like you know, there's just certain guys you don't want on base, anyways. But you know, now they're dancing over there. You don't get him twice because you don't got the best pickoff move. Now he's – I mean, I can't wait to see the guy who has the balls to take a, a ha, you know, like a, a a lead that's just basically standing with no care in the world. <laughs> standing – I mean, theoretically, you could stand between first and second, you know, and, 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 you know, start doing Bobby Brown push-ups if you want. The guy can't throw <laughs> – like he can't get you out, right? No, well, he can. He has the option of throwing over a third time, but he has to get you out. Okay. All so, right. So, so, like, he would just step off and run things. to you, you know. But that's – you're right. I mean, that's – I mean, that's what people might think. So, it's an – you automatically have to get him out on a third attempted throw. Otherwise, it's a stolen base. What do you think about that rule, Myron? Is is that one of your least favorite rules? Yeah. You know, also with the bases, you know, reducing the distance, <laughs> like you're affecting the game more than I just think with that, you're affecting the game more. It's just kind of kind of strange. I just I think it's a it's it's affecting more strategy than uh, safety, in my opinion. You know, what's going to be really interesting to see about this, you know, like uh, like the guys who, you know, just rolled over on one and. You know, those close plays are now going to the runner by inches. Um, but what about the guys that dog it out the box? You know, now there's going to be, I mean, I, in, I don't know how you guys are in Seattle, but in New York, we're just, you know, those old timer things, you know, they don't care how good you are. Like, he doesn't run it, bust it out the box. I mean, now if you're, if you're, you're, you're dogging it out of the box, you really, I mean, you, that three inches, uh, you know, there's sometimes you'll see a guy. It's like, wow, I wonder if he would have been way closer if he actually ran. You know, now yeah, it's, that affects it. I, I apologize, Vlad. I'm glad I was corrected. I assumed that they would still be at 90 feet there, and that's your corner, and then the base goes out that way from there. And it's – but they basically made it so, yeah, there's three inches closer. So that's a big difference. Nobody's really talked about that from the infielder having to get rid of the ball a little quicker. And all those aspects. It's been basically catcher. just. I mean, now oh, to yeah, throw I... somebody out. Now to throw somebody out. If you. If, well, I get you gotta that. Be one, you got to be one hell of a catcher if your pitcher steps off twice, 
meaning the guy's going. He's got a big lead and the bases are closer and you could still nail somebody, you know, like, I don't know. We're going to have to get a lot of Sandy Alomar juniors out there, I guess. Some Ivan Rodriguez is out there. Is there any more Molinas on the way? <laughs> right. I, I mean, this is, uh, this is right off of the MLB. I mean, if you go on to the MLB rule changes, if you go right onto the base, they actually have a diagram of this and there is the red bases, which were the former bases, and the the green outline is where they're at now. So, I mean, you can go there and, like, really just look at this, and it's like, oh, wow. Like, talking about it and, and seeing it from the, you know, the stands. Like, I was out there in Peoria. You don't – that was something I didn't notice. I didn't even notice until I was like – I didn't even – there's nothing – I mean, I was – in the first row and i didn't notice you know i, I noticed today a pizza pizza box i noticed today uh in the in the two innings of uh of the game that i watched there was a, a shot of sec of, of somebody standing on second and i was like wow that looks you know it looked like a, a pizza box 